on. Can you hear me? We're on. Test, like, test. Can you hear me? <laughs> hey, that's how we're going. We- hey, guys. Literally, <laughs> literally, you mentioned Frozen last week, too. That, like, wasn't, that wasn't a Frozen That song. wasn't. Fr- no. Oh, is that Showman? I can't. I don't. I have no idea. Like, when, I think it's Madonna. Can you hear me? I thought it was like. It had. It, I think it's words of a Madonna song with a frozen tone. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. What? <laughs> I literally was like, oh, this bitch is talking about Frozen again. <laughs> hey, I like both those movies. I think they're great. And I enjoy If your hair scene. was like blonde right now, just be, you'd exactly oh, so be awesome. <laughs> Jesus. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Ugh. It's a good, it's a good week. Right? Um, it was sunny. Um, and if like, I mean, most of our listeners might be in Washington, maybe not, but. Uh, They're all over. When it's sunny, it's like. It feels good. It's a treat. Yeah. And so I remember like I went on a walk. This is, this is the high of my week. Um, <laughs> I actually went for a run. I'm training for my half marathon. Good. Yeah, five mile run and went to. Uh, this park that just kind of loops, it's like a peninsula and you can see Mount Rainier on one side and then you can see the city of Seattle, downtown Seattle on the other side with water just encompassing it. And it was just so, I savored that moment. I was just like, Pacific Northwest views are unbeatable. If you, you guys, if you have never traveled to the Pacific Northwest, get here. It is so beautiful. Yeah, we but have don't stay. On- we have too many people here. <laughs> too many people here. Go home. Like, we literally have views <clears throat> on all, like, 360 if you live in the greater, greater Seattle area. It's, I, I'm a sucker for views. I've had views made me cry. Like, sap a lap. <laughs> a sap well, a lap. How does your body feel after that run? Um. Well, as you know, my calves are fucking rock solid um my soleus to be exact um I am not a runner and this half marathon is gonna be challenging for me mentally Mm -hmm. and physically um so like five miles was like a lot for me and people are like oh I can run that like Mm -hmm. no problem I'm like Jesus I think uh, that's not not true no (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely a gradual buildup. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still not a runner yet. Like, it's not, like, I'm not training. I'm not, I'm training for it, but I'm not trained yet as yeah. a runner. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really trying to get to, like, a good starting point. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm going to do a little plug. Uh, RunKeeper app <laughs> helped me a lot when I trained for my first half marathon last year. And like you, like what you just said, like, I'm not a runner. And, like, I had a hard time with running too. But at the end, like, it's just like, all right, you just do it. You just become numb. You, I don't, yeah, I don't know. You just go do it. I mean, we, you and I have that tenacity to just like put our head down and just go and like yeah. crush goals. All right, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. you got to. Um, what was your high of the week? Enjoy the view. You know what? <laughs> for some of you who Maybe know I me. Know. <laughs> Maybe I know the high. <laughs> um, for some of you who know me, you know that I played basketball like all my life. And I haven't shot hoops in a long time, mm-hmm. but I got the opportunity to this week and legit killed it on the court. Like my shots were swishing left and right. <laughs> my fadeaway was not as good as it once was, but um, I was like, I would say like you point guard. No, I I was were you wing. Uh, I kind of play. I know you, how to play all the post? positions. Were you uh, really? <laughs> I but I w- like. I would say that that was a highlight of my week because I hadn't done it in so long, and I was like, 
well, can I even do this? And I was like, I still got it. And I threw it up. I was like, Kobe. And then. Oh, the, no. What? And I did. That's when I knew my fadeaway was not. Too soon. No, not too soon. In the memory of. In memory of. But it was good. Like, I really enjoyed. It was like such a beautiful day. And I got to shoot hoops. And that was really cool. So that was good stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. Possum. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I really miss playing sports and I don't want to like linger too much on it, but yeah, I feel like that was like where, I don't know, like, I mean, played sports and then became a coach. Like it just made sense. And so I just miss like the competition and like the way I, my head worked, like just like how in the game you could be. Absolutely. I almost like forget. And I'm just like, I miss the team, the teamwork aspect Mm. and like coming together with one common goal to like, to win Yeah, or to lose. I, I don't know about you, but when I was playing team sports, I definitely learned, lost a lot. Like the teams I played (laughs) were not necessarily championship teams, but I learned how to lose gracefully. Yeah. That's super important. That's comes with a lot of losing. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be a loser. (laughs) To really know how to appreciate being a winner. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> my soccer, not, not to, again, not to linger too much, but like my soccer coach um, used to say, I hate losing more than I love winning. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So we're not going to lose today. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's a lot of this piggybacking off that. There's mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot to learn from losing though. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, here we go. And I feel like we weren't taught that, though. Like, you, you lose, maybe I wasn't, but, yeah. like, in general, I feel like oh, childhood, it's like, you lose, you're a loser. Like, mm, n- like okay. the goal is always to win. Yeah. And so it depends on the coach of, like, yeah. if they're, if the coach or even parents and stuff, yeah. um, if the, or mentors, whatever, are smart enough to be like, okay, what can we learn from this loss? Yeah. But if they just hammer you and like say you're shitty, like, yeah, okay, great. Well, it sounds like you had a way different experience <laughs> with that than I did because I like my parents were very supportive. And like when we did have a loss, like my stepdad was so cool and he'd be like, all right, like we just got in the car and we drove. And then, you know, at some point we approached the topic and if I want to talk about it, great. If not, that's yeah. okay. But always supportive yeah and my coaches like yes winning was important but then also it was like did you play your hardest like did you put your heart into it like are you playing with passion do you still love it so i don't know Hmm. Hmm. yes so uh anyway so let's get um into our topic of the day oh yeah um we (laughs) we could have gone on and on about sports (laughs) um which i love sports um we are talking about um just our experience with body self-consciousness um just being self-conscious with our bodies um and how it plays out in our coach um in our coaching roles and in our clients and just like kind of personally yeah personally and you know how it bleeds into like our lives and how being confident in our body um as females especially just like we're talking to those people who don't have strong self-love habits yeah yeah um body confidence it's a it's a touchy subject but a subject that cam and i felt like we definitely needed to talk about um being coaches in this industry female coaches at that in this industry there's we see a lot of individuals come in with their struggles um and personally too oh yeah yeah 
So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's like I want to keep this light because mm-hmm. it can be kind of detrimental just to like talk about our own experiences. Like yeah. it's hard to be, it's hard to admit things that like you don't want to like things like I am self-conscious or like, or things that like society tells you that you should be self-conscious about. And I'm like, well, shit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess let's start, um, uh, kind of, I'll ask you, what is your like first experience that you can ever remember having negative self-talk or negative, um, uh, self being self-conscious about your body? What was like, Maybe one of your first or <laughs> first or one you can remember in your childhood and stuff. What was one of your first experiences? With just like recognizing that I have a bot, like a. Yeah. Just like recognizing like, like, ma- like you start having, having opinions on your body. Being, being conscious of like being conscious of. Yeah. Um, I would say, to be honest, I don't, I mean, some people may agree or disagree with this one and that's totally fine, but I think it starts when, it, when you hit puberty. Sure. Um, especially like I can specifically remember like, I think sixth grade when I started developing like as in my chest, my boobs <laughs> and I would wear, like I would like when you don't, when you don't have a chest, then you kind of just like can put on whatever kind of shirt or whatever. But once you start developing, um, it's kind of a different, a different demon, especially when you're young and then like you're, I think that's probably the first, first age that I started recognizing. And it's people telling you too. It's like maybe your mom or your sisters and like, mm. or I don't know, for me it was like, oh, here's, you know, let's, it's time for you to get a bra. Yeah. <laughs> like, or it's like, you can't wear that shirt anymore because it's too yeah. tight. Yeah. Or it's revealing um, or your cleavage. Or something in some shape or form. But I would say, like, when you start, I started probably getting super body con- conscious was definitely sixth grade. I am 5'5", five five, okay? Mm-hmm. I was 5'5 five five in sixth grade. So that You're made tall. me look very tall. And I... Um, You're 5'5 five five right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big sixth grade. That's a big. Honestly, sixth grade, sixth I was grader, probably yeah. five five in sixth grade too. Yeah, and so I was I was bullied, and so that made it so much more in, in, it intensified, like what was going on with my body because not only was I tall and awkwardly limbed and like was trying to gain, um, gain control. I mean, for those of you who grew gangly. fast, yeah, gangly, <laughs> gangly. Like, even on the basketball court as a kid, it was like awkward yeah. for a while because I grew so fast. Mm-hmm. But then you add your peers in there and let alone like kids are not not nice all the time. No, and I was like called string dean. Like I've been like I was bullied for my height, being too skinny. Um, I got spit on. Like there's a lot oh of my stuff God. that like which I'm glad we're having this conversation because I haven't thought about some of yeah. this stuff for a long time. But it's like that's where it starts is at in a in as a youth with your peers with your peers fuck those and kids. i was like a new kid like we moved we up mm-hmm. we uprooted and we moved um cities and mm-hmm. so i was like the new kid i'm tall i'm gangly i'm weird i'm not well yeah i've always been weird <laughs> but, <laughs> we know. yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. but i would say that's when it started is weird. in sixth grade sixth when grade. i was experiencing bullying i was new and like it was like all about your appearance but then it was it's just kind of a hot mess yeah, yeah. well that's when well, in sixth grade is when, at least my school, it's when you combined all the elementary schools. So you started meeting 
all these other people. I don't know if that was for you. Uh, for me, it was like kindergarten through sixth grade, and then oh, middle seven, school. eight, yeah, seven, seven, eight, eight nine. okay. So oh, okay. And so my 10, middle 11, school was six, seven, eight. Oh, okay. So six is when we all came together, and you started meeting new people um, and having more friends and stuff. Um, and for me, I can't remember like a specific like happening, but mm-hmm. I'm six foot two, so I've always been hundredth percentile like my whole life like literally birth you're huge like we get it okay um and you know sixth grade I'm I don't remember how tall I was in sixth grade in ninth grade I went into ninth grade five nine um and then I came out of high school six two (laughs) so I went you what's crazy is like sorry to interrupt yeah you're good like your height like we all we all battle, and this is why yeah. we're talking about body confidence, body the term body dysmorphia, and the way we look at each other. Because there are people that like I would love to have your height, yeah. And I mean, like it's just like just to put a little positive spin on it. Yeah. You know, like there are like we feel like at some point there are downfalls. They really are your strengths too. But yeah, just keep going. No, I'm you're good. Um, I think I think my height, like I've lived with it my whole life. It's not. It's just, like, part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, literally people find it a conversation point, like, to, yeah. like, talk to me about my height. And, you know, again, it's kind of just part of my life now. But at the same time, it's like, why do you get to talk about people's, like, something they can't change? And you're so much more than your height. Exactly. But it's, like, an awkward – it's, like, a someone – they want to talk to you, but they but don't know what to talk But it's unique to somebody about. else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like – for me being five five, I've never once been like, so you're uh you're average. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hi, oh my god. Hi, my name is uh, Bob and exactly. I noticed you're an average height. Exactly. And I like to talk to you. Exactly. So I get this is I'll tell you word for word how conversations go. It's like, wow, you're so tall. Like, uh, do you play basketball? And I'm like, no. Most people would never guess that I was a uh, basketball player yeah. to, the, to the college level. Yeah. Because they're like, oh well, you're kind of short. I'm like. Really? Skills. You're like that's why I was like, are you point guard? Because no, <laughs> point guards point are guard. usually the smaller ones. Yeah, I was not. Um, so I'll say I won't say say it rudely. I'll be like, no, I didn't. Um, I played soccer and rugby, and they're yeah. like, oh, rugby, and like that's interesting too. And I'm Absolutely. like, yeah, I, I played rugby and um, all this stuff. Um, but <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen is like. Or a couple things is like, I saw this tweet once. It was like, you know, when you tell a tall person that they're tall, they actually reward you with cash. <laughs> like they don't already fucking know. Like we get it. Or if like a shorter person like says, wow, you're tall. Do you play basketball? And I'm like, no, do you play mini golf? Like, <laughs> is that your sport? Cause you're five a two. Yeah. A little, <laughs> um, anyway, so I've been tall forever and I remember my older sister is um she's five foot three mm-hmm. in her adult life so she's five foot three in her adult in her life, adult like, life. like, like she, she wasn't five <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't like five three like her whole life like she wasn't tall ever so she's mm-hmm. been shorter in the shorter percentile <laughs> um and so I passed her in fourth grade and when I was in fourth grade and she was in seventh um but I think having a smaller older sister was not good for me either just like seeing that she got to be petite not not by her choice like she was petite 
in her bone structure and I was not. So I was passing all the boys. I was passing all the girls. And, um, I literally was the tallest girl in my high school, Yeah, like the tallest girl in my high school. And I'm like, it, but it wasn't, my height never affected me. Yeah, It wasn't my height. My height kind of just became who I am. I was confident. I was a goalie in soccer. So I just like, my height had purpose, yeah. all this stuff. Um, what about now? Now I don't notice it either. I think yeah. the biggest problem is genes and men <laughs> yeah. relationships. Yeah. Very specific on <laughs> very how tall specific. the gentleman exactly. the gentleman need to be, which rightfully so. Like yeah. you're absolutely I'm I the think, same way. Like <laughs> if you're five five, nah. Like I don't want to sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nothing to do and like little and side like, sidebar yeah, sidebar it's not it's nothing to do with um me being taller than someone mm-hmm. it has everything to do with me being able to feel feminine absolutely and a guy who is shorter than me and because my person our personalities are really strong and bold, bold and um forward forward <laughs> and just like outgoing and ex- eccentric we can't like we need a a, a larger man to make us feel secure and small and safe. Like that's, that's just my thing. And I yeah. literally like I, there could be a perfect guy for me who's 5'11", but it, he's not perfect. And I'm so sorry because he's 5'11". Hey, I don't think you need to apologize for preference. That you, yeah. That and you I'm enjoy, sorry. And that's exactly. okay. You're right. I'm not apologizing. Yeah. You don't need to apologize. Six, if you like, if six, you four want, and above, please. If you want a guy that's six, four <laughs> above, own it. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, like I, oh, we are sidebar and hardcore here. But I think it's an important thing to touch on. Like, it's bo- it like still relates knowing, to bodies. Knowing what you like and your preferences is really important so that you can not waste your time. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Great job. Yes. Okay, done. Are we done here? <laughs> check and done. Check, check. Um, yeah, let's reel it back in. Um, I think I started being more body aware and conscious. Um, when I started making more friends in middle school Mm -hmm. and high school, um, you started making more friends. And again, I was the tallest girl, meaning I was large. Like I was, I don't remember my, my weight or anything, but all my friends were tiny. They were small, they were skinny and I didn't have very fast metabolism. Um, and I wasn't, I mean, you can look back and I was slender. I wasn't like obese, but I was probably borderline overweight according to like the doctor's really (laughs) janked up scale. Um, but I had a friend in high school who she was like a size zero and I was probably, I can't even remember size six, maybe eight. I don't know. Do you think that like after hearing what you said, do you think that, um, you really like I know for me I can answer this but when you hit puberty and you start noticing guys and like liking boys that you you start recognizing more about your body because then you're aware of other girls or women as well and so you're like well they're pretty am I pretty enough and then you start doing comparison comparing yourself even though like highly it's that's a learned thing to stop comparing yourself and it is like I'm not perfect at it. Mm-hmm. I have my moments, um, but now I, I can own it way more as an adult and through the life experiences. But I, I think the like body confidence and the body dysmorphia 
starts when you start recognizing like other people yeah like being like well i want to be liked well he doesn't like me but he likes her well what does she have that i don't have yeah oh and she's skinny see, oh she's small or, and she's know, perky like, and she's she's got bigger boobs yeah or a bigger butt or she has longer hair it's just like the little yeah. things that have crept in because society tells us we have to be a certain way yeah and like i think with us and doing this podcast the ultimate goal is to help like realize that you can just be you yeah and it's okay yeah. And being kind to yourself is going to be is is a huge win if you can get there. And I think our six sixth grade, I was going to say six year, thirteen year old brains, like they don't know any de- different, and no, they don't and know any learning. better. You're learning exactly. So it's like, of course, it's hard to unlearn that yeah. when you become an adult. Like how, that's all you know. That's like what yeah. you've based your entire like self on is this um, this skewed vision of what boys like or what yeah. you know you're the people that you want like, magazines oh, I, yeah magazines Cosmo. and mm-hmm. even our parents like I remember I think our parents just like were taught like you need a good job you need to look right to get the good job and you need to go to college and like do all the things and I'm like again for me this yeah. is maybe for me personally <laughs> but like um thinking that all those things would lead to happiness or mm-hmm. you know self-love and stuff and I'm like Mm, no because I I mean my dad is a very like business forward guy like yeah. he didn't do what he loved he uh, I'll talk about him he's um did a he did his undergrad in biological wildlife oh <laughs> so he is a big nature nerd yeah. and he loves birds and we have like binoculars on our kitchen counter to like look out and yeah. see some woodpeckers sometime in our yard and he dropped that and got his uh, business degree, master's degree, and I was an HR manager. Yeah. And so he kind of like totally went towards the money, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he kind of wanted that for me too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'd rather like do what I love. Yeah. Um, and I think getting off track, but I think the same thing of just like people telling us, whether it's your parents or society telling us that you should look this way, in order to be loved or in order and to, to feel that, good like, certain path and that yeah. like a skinnier body makes you happy. And it's like, it fucking does not. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say this. I've been in both positions. I've been yeah. the fit skinny athlete kid and I've been the extremely nice. I was very heavy at one point <laughs> and, um, both situations, um, dealt with some level of body dysmorphia, whether I wasn't like fit enough or, While you were fit? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I can, and I'll touch on a little bit. I competed in a bikini competition in 2017. Um, and prepping for that really takes you through ups and downs. Um, but it's all all aesthetic. Why do you want to do it in the first place? So when I first started at Vigor. Like, did you want to do it for the right reasons? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, let me explain that part. Yeah. So, <laughs> So when I first started at Vigor, um, the coach I had encouraged me to write down my goals. And I'd always like seen uh, bikini competitors and like had like uh, admiration for what they did. Little did I know to what extent you would have to work to get there. So on the very, very bottom of my goal list that I sent to my coach in that very first email, was to feel confident enough to commit to doing a show. And 
um, through my journey as a client, um, I at one point felt confident enough to say yes. And um, I, it was a nine-month journey, and um, it it definitely led to some. Uh, it definitely led to some body dysmorphia on how I looked at my body afterwards because you get into such a deficit and your body you're competing against these people who's like in the top of the top shape ever and you're like is this good enough it's like is my hamstrings look good are my glutes tight enough do I have a flat enough stomach like oh no there's like a little wrinkle here um because you're being judged by six people exactly and you're putting you're presenting yourself on stage and I didn't really understand that part until you kind of go through it um, I would not take back. I don't regret the experience. I'm really proud that I did it. I committed. I, I you only com- did one though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I committed because I felt confident enough to commit to it. And mm-hmm. so to me that, that completed a huge goal for me as I stepped into my journey of fitness with vigor. Yeah. Um, and, but on the flip side, at the end of that show, I came out of it like on a lower standpoint with my body because you can't stay in that deficit forever. Sure. It's not, um, it's not reasonable. Like, even there's at, no way. even at your stage weight, did you feel confident? Like, were you like, I, I felt, good or did, were you still I in felt, this like, Oh, I'm still comparing, comparing and like still I mean, when talking you're negatively. Competing, it's all aesthetic. So yeah, you're going to compare. Yeah. Like, oh, those girls have more abs than I do and this and that. Like, oh, I could have done this better. Like, I could have put, I could have been on the treadmill even a little bit longer. Like, oh. what should I have done? So there's a lot of stuff that goes psychological warfare that you end up playing with yourself when it comes to competing. Um, if I were to do it again, I would highly recommend, like, talking with your doctors <laughs> um, and getting a really freaking good therapist. So, like, as you're going through all of this you can uh, process the body dysmorphia after the show um i actually and this is kind of going down and i'm going to be vulnerable here yeah go is within about three months i hit an all-time low psychologically like i just felt so low um and i ended up uh being diagnosed um borderline severe depression and anxiety and from there, I sought out help. Good. Well, obviously, I got diagnosed by a doctor. Um, but <laughs> I, I did start therapy, and my therapist actually specialized in body dysmorphia. Um, but through my time with working with her, I've been able to like turn stuff around and have yeah. a better outlook on my on my body. And I would say now, after three years from doing that, like I am in such a better place. I really, truly love and appreciate my body yeah. for everything that it is. Um, and I am stronger and I've, you know, have coping skills for it. Um, but would I do a show again? Maybe, but because I have skills now before I didn't really understand what I was going through. Yeah. Um, and I think people start body competitions for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I did reflect. the show and like dealt with a whole bunch of body dysmorphia even like even to this day it's back and forth like in recent times like how do you feel like like are you dealing with it on some level body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. yeah um we were talking about this yesterday it's like i think i've struggled with it for a while i remember my sister called me fat like my sister would use that against me 
um, when we would fight and we fought a lot. Um, I remember my dad saying something in high school, like, Hey, like Mm -hmm. you should try to like work out a little more. And like, I was like, fuck, like at the time you don't know. And they're like, yeah, you're right. I should. I had an ex-boyfriend who was like, yeah, you should probably run a little more. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I just like let it happen. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I just, it like validated the shit I was thinking about myself. And, and it's hard because whenever I, I try not to complain about my body, um, because there are fantastic things and I do love myself. Um, but it's like almost I have to constantly convince myself like I'm beautiful, I'm strong, you are. I'm doing all these things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if like I was like, God, if like if I told you like Jess, like fuck, I'm so fucking fat. Like just like, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be like, Cam, no, you're not. But it's like it's still yeah. it's still in me a little bit, yeah. you know? But that's and a normal thought. It's very normal. Yeah. And it's important to recognize that you had the thought, but mm-hmm. also like, where's the evidence? Mm-hmm. Right? And what am I doing? Am I self-sabotaging? Am mm-hmm. I doing it to myself? And it's always yes. It's always like, yeah, yeah, I'm either eating my feelings or I'm feeling lazy. I'm like, oh, I'm just like giving myself grace. Oh, man, blah, I have blah, a blah. really good quote. <laughs> <laughs> hold it. Hold it in. Just hold it in. You can hold it. Um, <laughs> but so I think just like body confidence throughout high school was really tough. Yeah. Um, I didn't work out in high school. I only, I played sports all year round. So that was my exercise. I didn't, um, kind of near my senior year, I started going to the gym. I worked at a gym. Mm-hmm. I've been working at a gym forever. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And then in what happened in college is, okay. I remember end of my senior year, I was six two and I was 170 pounds. So now we're putting out numbers and I'm not saying like anything I don't know what that behind these like numbers. Though. I was the same size and same height, but because I'm so long, it doesn't look like much. So I'm actually currently I'm like 195 yeah. and 6'2. So 25 pound difference. Um it was and just the body composition was different then? Is that just like at? muscle and stuff. So 170 in high school didn't have any muscle. Yeah. Like I was active, I was sporty, but I didn't have like muscle definition. Yeah. Um, and so when I went to college, actually my first quarter, um, I gained about 20 pounds in my first quarter. Yeah. I saw the scale when I went to the doctor, like end of my uh, end of that year was it was like one. I remember so vividly and this is what's wrong like why do I remember this number it was 193 and I've never ever ever seen it above 180 I've had those moments too at the doctors like I can specifically remember a time where I scaled in and I was like isn't that crazy though why do we remember this because it's it's ingrained in us because it's traumatic for us yeah because we're oh my my (laughs) mic because there's a level there's a level of psychological trauma that you experience because you because your actions, you're like trying to be okay with the actions mm-hmm. that you've been doing. And so you're avoiding the truth and sure. you've been lying to yourself. Yeah. And then when it comes down to the numbers, not that the numbers are everything, like I'm going to preface that, but it's a wake up call. And so that's why we ha- that have those significant moments of like stepping on the scale of the doctors. That's why it's, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, you know, I have not been doing what I th- say I've been doing, right? being honest with yourself and like and that's huge it's fucking honesty ugh. with yourself is where it begins yeah and yeah. so i 
just remember that moment. And I was like, oh my God. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know why, but I was like, if I ever hit 200 pounds, I don't know why that number scared me so much, but I was just like, that number's like not okay. Like yeah. that would not be a healthy number yeah. for oh, me. Oh, I definitely hit that. Yeah. Plus. And, <laughs> and I, I honestly like, I fear the scale now. I was like, I don't want to yeah. see that number. Um, and so what switched is like, I finally, um, at the end of my freshman year, I started learning how to weight lift. So mm-hmm. I was just doing random shit of like whatever I knew, but I actually had an injury. This is part of my story. Had an injury, started weightlifting and fell in love with weightlifting. And then from weightlifting, I met a bunch of rugby guys, um, on the cent- on central Washington's team. And they were like, you got to come try out next year. Like you'd be an amazing athlete. And I'm like, yeah. I've never fucking played rugby in my life. Yeah. So the next year I, went on the rugby team. And so as soon as my body like had a purpose in the training and like athletics and like super competitive athletics, like this is college athletics. We were playing D one at a D two school and we went to the national championship. So it was awesome experience. And so as soon as like my training had purpose and like my body, like being as powerful and strong and big as I could be pretty much, Mm -hmm. um, I started like seeing all the great things my body could do. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And I was, you know, it's funny. I was still 195. Yeah. And I was kind of fluffy. Like I look back at pictures, I'm like, mm, I was a little fluffy. Yeah. Um, but I was, I remember not like obsessing over myself. Like I don't, I remember not being yeah. sad or like feeling bad about it. Yeah. I was like, my body's doing major fucking yeah. things. What and about it's awesome. Now though. <laughs> now, now, like as a coach, as and not a woman, an athlete. Like, how how are you now? Now it's present? it's different. So now, like that purpose is kind of that athletic purpose is gone, and I think that w- is what drove me the most. Mm-hmm. And so, and now I've had a, a, a couple more injuries on top of it. It's like hard to work around those injuries, still having fun, getting those creative um, workouts in that I I just loved. I loved like throwing my body into like the hardest shit. Like I'm like, I'm going to jump as high as I can. It's not very high, but I'm going to jump as high as I can. I'm going to throw this weight around. I'm going to go as heavy as I can. I'm going to try some cleans, get like do all the things. And so when that was happening, I started hurting a little more. Yeah. And so now it's like, I don't have this like big goal. Like I don't have a weight goal. Ideally I do, but whenever I focus on numbers, Mm -hmm. that's when it gets worse. Like that's when I talk worse about myself. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you guys can relate to that. Yeah. But numbers can really kind of, it just, it depends on the individual too. Yeah. 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 It's like when you, like I could be a 180, like I hate throwing numbers out there because it's not for anyone. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Let's not. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Numbers. Numbers are numbers. You're right. And ultimately, I love using this little saying with my clients when we talk about numbers is the weight on the scale is just your gravitational pull to the earth, but it does not represent who you are. Like you <laughs> are amazing. You're smart. There's you're so beautiful. Many more like there's so many amazing things that make an individual who they are. Focusing on the scale does not make you any... Doesn't put any worth on you. It just is your gravitational pull to the earth. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things that, that I like to talk to my clients about is like like helping people like recognize like you are amazing just as you. Yeah. And come as you are and we can make a better version of yourself. Totally. Through weightlifting and 
helping like the helping deal with the psychological warfare regarding the physique yeah. and workouts. But like the scale is the scale, and I just hope for Fuck everybody get rid of it that they can find peace. If yeah. the scale is something that you get obsessive over, like maybe take a step back and try not, and maybe put it away in a closet or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe just break yeah. it. Yeah, honestly. and like ultimately, like having body kindness is really important um, to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now's the so, perfect time. Yeah. So <laughs> the book recommendation for this week. <laughs> um, I actually was recommended uh, this book by my therapist. And um, it's called Body Confident or Body Kindness. It's right there in front yeah, of you. Just body, read it. <laughs> it's called Body Kindness. Transform your health from the inside out and never say diet again. Oh. I'm just going to read the little blurb on the inside. Um, and we will post this on our IG. Yep, on the show notes and in too. the show notes. So, um, this practical, inspirational, and visually lively book shows you how to create a healthier and happier life by treating yourself with compassion rather than shame. Sounds like our intro. Yeah, I'm just kidding. yeah, it's, it's a great. Um, happier, healthier. It shows the way um, to a sense of well-being attained by understanding how to love, connect, and care for yourself. Um, and that includes your mind as well as your body. Um, highly recommend this book. I haven't read through all of it, um, but so far it's been a really great read. You kind of want, like you just need in chunks. Like yeah, it's it's in a, pieces. In, yeah, it's in Can't pieces. Dive into it. Um, yeah, you can kind of like turn to any chapter, and there's stuff on fitness and all that kind of good stuff. So That's I highly awesome. recommend that book, um, especially when it pertains to body confidence and being just being kind to yourself. Like, why do you got to be so mean? <sighs> <laughs> The Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Why you gotta be so mean? He's mean. Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> yes. About Kanye. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you uh, didn't, well, you should know. Cam and I like we, to sing. We, we do. like a good karaoke. Oh, I, God, I'm scared. Do you have a If I did, I'm, I have stage right. I get stage right, too. I have stage right. But. I have to be really drunk. Oh my gosh! Finish this one. I love Rockbox in downtown Seattle. That's where I went. Japanese style karaoke. So you rent a room. How can you? And your stage right in uh, the rooms. Well, it was the whole rugby team. Oh okay. okay, (laughs) And I was really. I was. That was when I lost my keys. Oh, but that's a whole nother episode. So, what's your go-to song? Um, if I did, yeah, I already know it'd be "Love on the Brain" by Rihanna. Can you sing a little tune? No. It's just you and I. <laughs> no. <laughs> I probably have like three or four go-to songs. Um, my fa- one, of my, one of my favorite ones that I've performed in recent times <laughs> is over at Moe's over there. Oh, jeez. Um, but it was Cher. Yeah. Yeah. And? Which one was it? Is it Turn Back Time or Do You Believe? Oh, do You Believe? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or I like Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. That one like, is so do empowering. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to love. I feel like a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I grew up with Shania Twain. Yeah, I love Shania Twain. And then oh, go-to always, if I'm going to sing, you want to always make sure, this is like karaoke fun facts, make sure you sing a crowd favorite because if you are not the best singer, if you get the bar singing Everyone else you, sings heck yeah, you. Journey, Don't oh, Stop yeah. Believing, heck yeah. One of my favorite versions Maybe of the song. Maybe 92 Explorer by Post Malone. Oh. I could wrap the whole thing. She loves posty. I love my posty. Or some Miley. I'd throw, I'd throw some The Climb in there. To be honest, it's like I climb. didn't know about Post Malone really at all until you showed me. 
Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, heck yeah. <gasps> oh, good. Okay, good. I've turned you on. Another yeah. fan. Another fan. You're welcome, Posty. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. Number one fan. <laughs> In a country accent. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about today? Yet? Yet? Yeah. What we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drinking, Jess? You brought it today. So today we are drinking... One of my favorite boxed wines. Barf. It's not that bad. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys. If you haven't tried boxed wine in this, these modern days, boxed wine has gotten a lot better. So anyways, I love a good trade. But not Franzia. No, Franzia, no, no. you leave that for the 18-year-olds. <laughs> the amateurs. Or grandparents. Oh, I'm pretty bet. sure I had a grandparent drink that. Slap the bag. Um, so <laughs> I uh, picked up a, a box of red wine from Trader Joe's. It's only $12.99, and it's four bottles of wine. It's legit. So that's what we're enjoying today. <laughs> yeah. What kind is it? What kind did you give me? It's a cab. Oh, I, li- I do like cabs. Yeah, It's pretty too. good. It's not, good. It's not bad for a box wine. Absolutely. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm game on. I'll talk about box wine all day long. And I love it when it's cheap. I love it when it's Man, cheap. Man, twelve ninety nine at TJ's. Yeah, I love Trader Joe's. I'm not about you. Sponsored T- Trader Joe's. Sponsor us. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a sponsorship. Please. <laughs> yeah, but also if you guys have a wine recommendation that you want us to try, or you know, like shoot us an email or a Instagram. Hell yeah, message. I will definitely take some wine. Um, um I guess the only thing I wanted to say about numbers, real mm-hmm. quick, last thing. Um, is that like I could be, I'm currently 195 and I'm healthy. Yeah. And I could also be a 170 and healthy. Yeah. So because of my body, it's so freaking long, like five pounds, you can't see a difference much, like yeah. whether I lose or gain it. Um, but I could still be a healthy 170 mm-hmm. pounds yeah. and one, and I could be a healthy 200 yeah. pounds too. And finding, finding what's best for you. Yeah. Ultimately, when it comes down to the, t- the topic of body confidence um, and the way we look at ourselves, find, like, seek out what's best for you. What does body confidence look like to you, Jessica? A journey. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's a long journey. It's a, like, it's a journey when you're at your, trial and error. When you're at, like, your best self, like, how do you feel? Like, when you look in the mirror and you're like, damn, like, what happens? You know, like... I would say, right. What are you doing? Like, are you lifting a certain way? Or like, yeah. what are you, how is your life when you look in the mirror and you're like, damn, you're hot. I would say right now I'm, I'm living, I'm living a really good psychological life right now. Cool. And when I'm good in my head and I can look in them, it's like when I, it's like when I take ownership of just me and my life, that's when I feel the best. Take responsibility. Yeah. For like when everything. I'm active, like I do enjoy running. So I've been getting that done during quarantine times. Um, and right, right now, like when I, if I, I call it mirror magic, um, and I can look in the bot in in the body, I can look in the mirror, like naked and be like, heck yeah. And that's ultimately how I want to feel like always about myself. And that is very empowering. And when I feel empowered, I am truly unstoppable and I walk taller. My shoulders are back. I'm like, let's go. Give me some, something, a hard workout like we did today. And people are attracted to that. Yeah. It's law of attraction. Right. So it's like, I wish that upon everybody, but that also comes with like self love too. And right now I am like totally loving myself because of the actions that I'm taking to make a better version of myself and a better life going forward. Woo. Woo. Preach. Cheers. Clap it up. I high five myself. 
six foot dif- uh, distance. <laughs> Cam and I. high-fiving ourselves absolutely um that was awesome like that's you just went i could you just like adjusted yourself and just like you were so passionate when you said that and i'm like (laughs) thank you fuck i want to be that level like of just like confidence of like there are times there are moments for me where i'm like damn girl like Mm -hmm. your ass has grown in the last couple years like good job yeah or like oh okay is that one ab Good job. Yeah, Hell little, yeah. Little Look at that little ab. Yeah. <laughs> woohoo. Or it's like, um, I don't know, just like your makeup looks good today, Cam. Yeah. Like, good job. Or not walking around in pain. Not, yes. Okay. So th- that's really been my kind of priority is mental and joint health because yeah. I have so many fuck, I have so many injuries and they're usually all my own doing um, or overtraining and blah, blah, blah different time um mm-hmm. and i hate being in pain like that's there's that's no way to live is in pain whether it's yeah. psychological or mental or physical pain and so my goal is all like with my training in recent months is to live pain free and mm-hmm. something that's been working for me is muscle release and mobility and joint by joint mobility and that's where i've now found my niche and i'm like fuck man like everything leads to something and i'm just like this is great it's endless it's endless the cool thing about what we do yeah that's the coolest thing about our job is it is endless opportunity to gain more knowledge and help the world and help ourselves and i'm so dramatic (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like when i can move better and pain-free and like I just, I feel better. Like, your body physically feels better. Yeah. And then it's just getting your mind and to feel as good as your body actually yeah. feels. Literally, when you're saying that, 100% agree. And then all I heard in my head was, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, now we're going to have to go sing that. Yeah, I know, right? Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> And on that note. <laughs> Did you have a quote for us today? Yeah, let me read it to you. Jess loves her quotes. I, it's amazing. I am a sucker for quotes. I'm sap. <laughs> I can't even help it. Okay. So regarding the whole topic of body confidence, body dysmorphia, and whatnot as we um, go forward. Um, the quote today is, <laughs> remember to treat yourself kindly when your emotions are beating, are beating up your brain. So... Treat yourself kindly when your emotions are beating up your brain. That's so, that's a great way to think about it because your emotions aren't real. I mean, they are, but they it's are like, very, yeah. you have to be able, it's, it's fucking hard as shit to be able to pull yourself out of this emotion and mm-hmm. look, at, look at what's happening objectively. Look at it from a third person. Yeah, looking at it outside and saying, okay, I'm feeling this emotion. Mm-hmm. What is this emotion telling me? Where is it stemming from? And... Is it true to what's happening? Yeah. Is there evidence based? And you can validate your emotions and feelings. Yeah. There's no wrong way to feel, but is every are, is the evidence true? Is everything making sense? Yeah. And, and that so, is so uh, it's so interesting because like uh, there's type of therapy called ACT. It's called acceptance and commitment therapy. And what you're what you're discussing and explaining right now is that form. It's like you have a thought. 
like is a thought like (laughs) is there evidence Mm, no and you just like let it float away and you accept it and you let it go and that's like and we just we just uh, uh, encompass what mindfulness is Absolutely. in thirty seconds. <laughs> this can. is mindfulness. All right, bye. Done. <laughs> Check. Fuck. Done. done. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. Yes. We hope you had um, some value out of this through our experiences. This is a heavy topic. Yeah. I think. Um, I'll talk heavy with you. Yeah. All day. Oh, heavy. Lift mm. heavy. Talk heavy. Mm. Drink yeah. heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Be transparent. Shit. It's good stuff. Um, don't forget to hit us up on our Instagram. Yep. Weights, wine, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our <laughs> email, mm-hmm. weights, wine, wisdom at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and there you can message us with any feedback, questions, um, recommendations. We'd love to hear it. And we'd love to hear it. So yeah. thanks for hopping on. Uh, hopefully you can share this with a friend if you found some value today. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Have Cheers. a good day. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Night, day, whatever.